Hello everyone and welcome to Brick by Brick. This is a podcast that focuses on the intersection between faith, leadership, and psychology. I'm Dr. Terrence Booker and I'm going to be your host. Super excited to share with you today. So everyone, get comfortable, relax, grab you a notebook. Let's get ready to learn and grow. Hello and welcome back, friends. Quick recap from last week's episode. We got a chance to discuss the concept of everyday leadership. I shared with you five traits that we can focus on integrating daily to become more effective leaders. This week, I want to tackle a question that actually came in from a listener regarding how to remain faithful in the midst of chaos. And this is a question that I can definitely relate to as of late with the pandemic and increased stress, loss, grief, pain and uncertainty. And I'm sure that many others around have wondered the answer to this question as well. As I was thinking through how to approach even the question or process it myself, I immediately started thinking through a few people in scripture who modeled this. And several examples came to mind and Joseph, David, Elijah, Paul, Jesus. But I want to take a moment and just share from two perspectives today and then share a bit of scripture that I hope you find encouraging in the midst of the chaos and help you be grounded to get that peace. The first person that comes to mind is David. David has an amazing story. It's the story of a shepherd boy who becomes king. And even before and during his time as king, he experienced several hardships like not being even recognized as a candidate to be the next king or being brought into the king's court for the current king as a harpist to soothe the king as he was tr- troubled with the evil spirit just to become hated by that same king and the king taking several attempts on his life due to the king realizing the favor of god being on david and him being anointed as the next king and then also david falling into sin and his own sin resulting in the loss of children, even sickness, death, and pestilence for the people of his kingdom. David was many things outside of being a king, one of which was he was a masterful poet, songwriter, and musician. And as we read through the book of Psalms, we get a glimpse into David's heart. As he responds to these hardships in the midst of the chaos, David most of all, held on to listening to and studying God's word. And David held to the principles, the laws, the precepts of God, which gave him peace and knowing that God is for him and has a plan for him within his life. I love the transparency of David throughout the Psalms. David was not hiding from God, but stepping into sharing his anger, his frustration, his loneliness, and even lack of direction. And as I think about this, prayer and worship are essential to the peace in the midst of the chaos. Our spirits need the word of God to sustain us and most of all, help guide us through those moments when we're not clear. One of my favorite Psalms is actually Psalm 119. It's rather long, but it's so powerful, so rich in many different ways. I want to take a moment to actually read a section of that scripture. So Psalm 119, starting at verse 25, and I'll read to about verse 40. So I just want to read it and just listen in to the language that David is using and how he's speaking about the situation, but also leaning into God's word. So verse 25, I am laid low in the dust. Preserve my life according to your word. I gave an account of my ways and you answered me. Teach me your decrees. 
Cause me to understand the way of your precepts, that I may meditate on your wonderful deeds. My soul is weary with sorrow. Strengthen me according to your word. Keep me from deceitful ways. Be gracious to me and teach me your law. I have chosen the way of faithfulness. I have set my heart on your laws. I hold fast to your statutes, Lord. Do not let me be put to shame. I run in the path of your commands, for you have broadened my understanding. Teach me, Lord, the way of your decrees, that I may follow it to the end. Give me understanding so that I may keep your law and obey it with all my heart. Direct me in the path of your commands, for there I find delight. Turn my heart toward your statutes and not toward selfish gain. Turn my eyes away from worthless things. Preserve my life according to your word. Fulfill your promises to your servant so that you may be feared. Take away the disgrace I dread, for your laws are good. How I long for your precepts. In your righteousness, preserve my life. As I was just reading through that, just hearing David talk about the sorrows, the pain, asking for that guidance and instruction in the midst of that. And it sounds like he was experiencing a moment of chaos, a moment of uncertainty and confusion. And in those moments when he was experiencing these things, David quickly remembered to lean into what God had been saying to him or what God has said overall. And God's word is so powerful, so rich for our spirit just to fill us in those moments where we don't know what to do and don't have that direction to give us that guidance. And even sometimes give us that peace and understanding that we can't really fully grasp, but just knowing that God has a will and a purpose that we are trying to align with. And even when it looks dark in the midst of it all, we can still lean and depend on God. So David is just one of my favorites. So as you continue thinking about how to have peace in the middle of that chaos, maybe picking up the book of Psalms and just reading through some of those Psalms and seeing how the authors spoke to God about the situations and scenarios, and even learn to lift up praise and worship even in the midst of that, knowing God's heart and his nature. Second, I also wanted to talk about Jesus and his disciples as they were caught in the midst of a storm. This is another one of my favorite portions of scripture here. It actually comes from Mark chapter four, verses 35 through 41. And in this chapter, in this section, Jesus had been teaching and preaching all day. And when it came evening, Jesus said to his disciples, let's go get in the boat and we're going to go to the other side. So he's tired. They get in the boat. He lays down and he's resting. And as they're in the boat and they're in the middle of uh, this body of water, a furious storm comes and the waves start to break over the boat and nearly swamp the whole boat. And it says, and I always chuckle at this part, it says Jesus was in the stern or the back of the boat sleeping on a cushion. And in my mind, I'm like, he was really comfortable. He was actually back there resting, not even worried or concerned because he had already said, let's get in the boat and go to the other side. So on Jesus's words, you can guarantee you're going to get to the other side. But when you're in the midst of it and the storm hits, it doesn't look like you're going to make it to that point. Then in verse 39 of this section, I love it. It says, Jesus got up, he rebuked the waves and the wind and said, quiet, be still. The wind died down and it was completely calm. He asked them, why are you still afraid? Do you still not have faith? 
And this is amazing because it's like they're in the presence of Jesus. He's right there with them. And they have he been teaching and giving understanding about the kingdom. So they're still trying to grasp this kingdom of heaven and who Jesus is. And in the middle of a storm, right there when God is present with them, they have these fears and they see the waves, the wind and the things happening. And even in that moment, they realize, wait, let me turn to Jesus in this moment. Don't you care that this is happening? We're going to perish. We're going to fade away. And immediately, it doesn't say Jesus got frustrated. It doesn't say he was angry. It doesn't say he was like, well, why are you looking at me? It said, no, immediately he got up and he spoke to the situation and that peace and that calm came. Again, it just shows the power of being in God's word or understanding God's word, really seeing that God's power can even be demonstrated over the natural things, the things that are happening in our situations. Again, they may look bleak. They may not look like we can overcome it. But when we feel we can't be faithful, when we feel we don't know what to do or we're failing, turning to Jesus and allowing him to have it, he can get us to that moment of peace is what I'm saying here. Overall, the word of God have been throughout the scriptures. That's the most important thing. Think about the Old Testament, how they talk about the Torah. And the Torah is like the teaching, the revelation of God. So God's word, what he says about how to interact with people, how to live life, how to engage to be of his people. His word is sacred. So, I mean, even the way they had scribes and the way they wrote it down, they didn't want to capture every word of that to make sure they're living by it shows the power of the word. Then even in the New Testament, the logos or the logos, the, the word, the reason, the plan, the divine reason or the mind of God. Reading the scriptures is getting a glimpse into the mind of God. So his heart, his nature, his tendencies, his characteristics. And we can really understand those principles, those precepts, understanding who he is and how we can live in order to have more of that peace. So in summary, I'm just saying that when you feel like you're in the midst of chaos, turning to God, really leaning to his word, because his word is truth. And us just digesting that, really chewing and meditating on that word, is it impacts our souls, really impacts how we see the world and our perception of things, even in the midst of that chaos or the stress or the anxiety. So as we're approaching the close to this episode, I want to leave you with three processes that can help you stay more faithful from day to day. Number one is actually designating prayer times, right? Having moments that you say, I want to set aside either if it's five minutes, 10 minutes, working up to an hour or more where you're saying, I want to dedicate this time to spending some time with God, praying, connecting with him to, to say, hey, God, what do you have for me in this day? What can I do to lean more into you? Bringing your problems, your frustration and struggles to him and trusting that you can put them in his hand, just like the disciples did in the midst of that storm. Also having continuous moments of prayers throughout the day. As you're going about your day, invite him into the space. I always love at a previous church, the pastors always said that God is present, active, and vocal. And you just want to invite him into those spaces for him to actually be there for you and help guide you through it. Number two is daily feeding our spirits with the word. 
the word of God is powerful. And I know it's an ancient text. It was written to a specific audience. So sometimes the understanding or the differences in context can be confusing, but actually spending time to med- meditate in it. In our Western culture, we want the quick, the easy you know, way to understand those truths. But in the Eastern culture of that time, there's nuggets of truth layered within the writing. So it takes us some time to chew on it and understand it. But there's so much richness in there. And even in those moments when we don't understand it, the Holy Spirit is working within us and filling our spirits and is renewing our hearts and our minds to be in connection with God. And then last but not least, being in a community of like-minded and Christ-centered people for relationships, accountability, awareness, plus insights and support. We don't have to do this alone. We have people around us in our communities and our groups that we can connect with to say, hey, I'm struggling here. You know, being transparent, open, honest, and trusting that it's not a person who's going to try to deceive you or hurt you, but hey, we're here for you. We're all human. We have life experiences. We have emotions, thoughts, things that happen, and life can be hard. We live in a fallen state now, but we know the creator of all things. We know the King of Kings and Lord of Lords who gave us his son, Jesus, to show us, hey, I came wrapped in a flesh body to live this life for you to show you that it's possible and also to give you the gift of my spirit to help you through and continue to empower you into the time when you rejoin us in heaven. This has been Brick by Brick, a podcast at the intersection of faith, leadership, and psychology. Thank you so much for your time and your attention. We'd love to hear from you. Please send us in your voice messages. Want to know what's really resonating with you as you're processing through the content. If you like, please do like and subscribe. Also, think of a few people that you would like to share with so they can gain this value as well. I look forward to continuing to learn and grow together. Till next time, see you again soon.